2632G. Colony. I'm Bob Cudmore. This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also available on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Officials from the Federal Environmental Protection Agency are starting to listen to residents of the Ezra Prentice homes near the Port of Albany, hearing complaints about diesel fumes, heavy truck and train traffic, including many oil tank cars. Some advocates say the low-income residents in that federally subsidized apartment complex are being subjected to environmental racism. What do you think? Well, I think that there are serious concerns that have been raised by both activists in the community and residents at Ezra. Uh, I have attended uh, numerous meetings uh, at Ezra Prentice around oil trains, and I think that we've made really good progress with respect to addressing some of the concerns that they've had, including what they were advocating for, which was the DEC not issue a, a permit uh, which has not been issued for some activity down at the port that would have, uh, the concern was further increased the amount of oil train traffic and, and the fumes that impact residents there. The issue around diesel trucks and truck traffic is one that was brought to my attention most recently by the activists. There is a health study that they have undertaken mm-hmm. and they have preliminary results is, is a strong term. They've, they've spoken with a number of families and they're really working on this. I have forwarded what they have so far to the County Department of Health and had a conversation with the county executive about next steps. And I fully support addressing issues that are negatively, potentially negatively impacting the health of residents at Ezra. And that includes being willing to work with DOT to address issues around truck traffic. Uh, I've already spoken with the port about truck traffic to get an understanding of where truck traffic Traffic from the Port of Albany is coming in and going out, and they've assured me that truck traffic that's going in and out of the Port of Albany actually enters a little further north of where Ezra mm-hmm. is, but they are taking a look at it. So I think that we have been, and I continue to advocate and will be, a strong advocate for the residents of Ezra in addressing their concerns. We had a meeting last night uh, with the commissioner of DEC, and DEC is taking action with respect to additional air monitoring that, that the community mm-hmm. is asking for. Okay. Let's turn to the Palace Theater. Uh, the city attorney has told the uh, Albany Common Council that only eight votes would be needed to approve sale of the Palace Theater to a nonprofit. It had been reported previously that 12 votes were needed. Some council members question whether this a legal opinion is part of the campaign to sell the theater to the nonprofit for a nominal sum as part of a $65 million expansion. You're a member of the board of directors of the theater. Uh, do you support the sale of the theater building to the nonprofit? Well, I'd like to back up and clear up a lot of misinformation that is being given out there. And any, any, anyone who tells anyone in the public that there is a campaign on the part of the mayor to sell the palace for a nominal amount is just misinforming people. And I have notified all of the council members in writing. I I notified council members as early as July 24th, shortly after the announcement was made, where the Palace Theater has told the city that they would like us to sell them the theater for a nominal amount. The council has to approve that. They have put forth a very, um, I think, exciting and ambitious uh, 
plan for investing tens of millions of dollars in that theater, creating additional nights and economic growth and economic development for the city. The status right now is that the city owns the Palace Theater and under a lease agreement entered into by the prior administration. It was a 10-year agreement. It has almost uh, six and a half years left on that agreement. Mm -hmm. The city gets a dollar for the Palace Theater. So it is not an asset right now to the city. It is a liability because in exchange for a dollar for the next seven years, we are responsible for all of the repairs to that building, for the maintenance of that building, and we know that it needs about $3 million of investment in the near term on the roof and the HVAC and the electrical system. And so in order for the Palace to be able to raise funds to renovate and to update that building, uh, they are looking to take advantage of what are called historic tax credits. And in order to do that, the building can't be owned by a municipality. And so we have asked the palace for an appraisal. Uh, they are pay paying for tr two appraisals, one that uh, we, where we are appointing the appraisal, uh, the appraiser and one in the appraiser. They have listened to council members who, and, and to me, I have asked about an ongoing revenue stream, uh, in the form of a ticket surcharge. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, we have not received a formal proposal, um, from the palace. I don't expect to receive one for several weeks as they get an appraisal and do their own engineering study. And then there will be a, a request that will be made by them and that will be considered by the council. Um, and whether the, the issue around the eight votes and 12 votes is that a common council member had seen in the media this talk about 12 votes needed, and he asked council's mm -hmm. office because his interpretation and understanding based on prior votes where the council has approved sales of property with only eight votes, he wanted to clarify it because it was confusing to see this in the media, whereas his understanding of the charter was that it was eight votes. So that was not a memo that was requested by me um, or the mayor's office. That was requested by a member of the council to clarify the confusion over it. So there's still more to come. I hope that uh, residents of the city of Albany stay tuned. I hope that we receive uh, um, a... Uh, request from the palace that is compelling uh, and that meets uh, you know the needs of both the palace and our downtown um, job growth economic development growth uh, and a p potential revenue that n doesn't exist currently for the city but that may be possible for the city another story that's uh, been out and about in Albany city judge resigns longtime Albany city court judge Thomas Keefe has resigned effective I believe the end of next month after a referee sustained 10 of 13 misconduct charges against him and after a state commission indicated he would recommend uh, Judge Keefe's removal from office. The judge was charged, among other things, with profanity-laced diatribes, proper dismissal of cases, and ordering jail for a defendant because she called her lawyer. His resignation came in a letter to you. Do you have a comment on Judge Keefe's resignation? Well, I've received his resignation, and I am uh, really, at this point, it's premature for me to talk about uh, the process for replacing uh, Judge Keefe and moving forward. So, uh, again, it is um, unfortunate. I, it was not something that I had expected. Uh, I know that the caseload for the court is very heavy and that it's important that we replace that judge as quick re replace judge Keefe as quickly as possible. One of the candidates in a democratic primary for another city judgeship says if judge Keefe 
Keefe were to resign before September 20th, you would not have to appoint an interim, and an election could be held for Keefe's job this year. This gets a little maybe hard to follow. That way, both candidates in the primary for the other judgeship would likely be able to secure a 10-year term as a, as a city judge. Uh, do you think this rather complicated scenario could happen? Well, I, I think it's not going to happen. The date of Judge Keefe's res- resignation is set. And so, again, it would be premature for me to talk about uh, the replacement at this point. Another uh, item in the news uh, this week about an historic building. Crews are starting the process of demolishing a building owned by the Albany Convention Center Authority. Well, hoping or demolishing this one building in hopes of preserving the one next to it, which is one of the oldest houses uh, in the city. The demolition aimed at protecting 48 Hudson Avenue, built in 1728. The adjacent building is 50 Hudson Avenue. How how can this be done successfully? Well, I've been assured that this will be a surgical demolition. Uh, uh, I mean, think about that number, 1728. It's believed to be the oldest building uh, that was constructed in the city of Albany that's still standing. And it is historic Albany Foundation. They have secured some funding to stabilize that building and continue to fundraise. And I fully support it's in a location that as the uh, former convention center site is developed, this historic structure could really be sort of a focal point of development that happens there. And it is my great hope and expectation that that building be saved. We're joined by the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan, here on Magic 590, also available on 100.5 FM. Let me ask you, what's the latest on the sinkhole, (laughs) the efforts to repair the water main and sewer lines on uh, Elberon Street near Washington Park? Well, one of the things that I want to stress is that it's not just an effort to repair the sewer line. If we were just repairing the break, uh, you know, we could have repaired it and filled that hole in. But that really wouldn't solve um, and, and, and take advantage of an opportunity to really upgrade the infrastructure. We're going to be placing 700 feet of new liner, both upstream and downstream on that sewer. And it is taking time to order that liner for that liner to be manufactured. But but it is a weight that will be well worth it because it is going to allow us to do a significant upgrade that is needed in that sewer line. That's why it's taking the amount of time that it's taking. That's why water restrictions remain in place. Uh, fortunately, we've had some rain, so uh, mm-hmm. not being able to water your lawn hasn't been as big of an issue for homeowners. But it is an issue in that it adds to the time because when it's raining, we really have to shut that site down and mm-hmm. can't be working uh, in that sinkhole. So. So the water, res- water restrictions are still in place? They are still in place, so that's no water in your lawns. Please, you know, try to conserve water. There is a The reason for this is that one of the main lines that feeds our reservoir in Loudonville uh, runs directly through this site and was impacted by this. But we're moving as quickly as possible. We uh, next week expect to have the final liner in and be, we'll begin to install that uh, and are looking to get this wrapped up as quickly as we can. But again, it's an, it's a, an example of a, the smart right decision of making an investment. And our water department has increased the amount of investment in capital significantly over the seven years, you know, starting from my, the beginning of my office through the next seven years and what I hope will be my next term in office. We will have invested more in water infrastructure in the city of Albany 
Albany uh, than has been invested in the previous 20 years. Huh. You hope to have an- another term Well, in you know, I'll just throw that out there. But, uh, you know, if, if we're looking at a seven-year time period, yeah. obviously that's more than four. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um there's a new budget study being done on how Albany would be doing if it hadn't received the extra uh, state aid or the more speedily allocated state aid uh, that was granted to the city of Albany uh, this year. Uh, what's that study supposed to do? Who's paying for that? So the state is paying for this. This was part of the legislation that gave us the $12.5 million that we needed to close our budget gap. And they, the state has uh, selected and hired a consulting firm. They have been on site. They have been working for a number of weeks now alongside our budget office and with our commissioners and various department heads to really, again, analyze and get an understanding of a multi-year financial plan for the city determining what the gap is, what the opportunities are. And as I've said on numerous occasions, I welcome the opportunity and I welcome uh, the support to be able to have uh, as many people looking at the challenges that we're facing in Albany, bringing those ideas forward um, and providing us with the benefit of their expertise. So that work continues and it needs to be completed clearly before we submit our budget to the council, which will be submitted on October 1st. And the next uh, City Hall on the Road is coming up uh, very soon. That's right. On Tuesday, August 23rd from 530 to 7, if you're looking to do business with City Hall, you can come out to Giffen Elementary School, which is on South Pearl Street. Uh, and it's really an opportunity. People can speak one-on-one with me or with any of our commissioners or directors. They can learn about grant programs that are available. Uh, if they're looking to uh, invest in their home, they can uh, you know, look at all the forms that are available through the city clerk's office. They can get a dog license. They can find out more about our recreation programs. Mm-hmm. So it's really a great opportunity. When we did it at Arbor Hill Community Center, we had a phenomenal turnout. And uh, the feedback from residents in Arbor Hill was, you know, thank you. This was great. It was just a, a, it's a wonderful opportunity. So I hope that people come out. We have another one on Tuesday, September 13th at the Jewish Community Center on Whitehall Road and on September 29th at Pine Hills Elementary School. NCAA Times Union Center has submitted bids to host six collegiate championship related events from 2018 through 2022, including the early rounds of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. They haven't hosted it in Albany since 2003. Are you optimistic? I am optimistic. I wrote a letter of support. I hope that it demonstrated my passion and enthusiasm for attracting these events, Uh, not only because I'm a a sports fan myself, but also because it's just great for the city. It does drive economic development, and it is an example of why the convention center needed to be built. Without that additional space, we wouldn't have even been able to submit uh, an RFP because we didn't meet the minimum qualifications. So that additional space really gives us the opportunity. I hope the NCAA looks at it, takes into account that I believe in 2003, the last time we hosted, we were the first to sell out. This is a basketball town, so mm-hmm. I think that uh, it is a win-win all the way around. Uh, I know that gets overused, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a win for the region and for our fans, and it's also great for the NCAA because they're going to have – 
full stands for these early round games. All right, we have some uh, Albany shout-outs. You're listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. Four new uh, police officers uh, in the city. That's right. Four new police officers and one promotion. And those are police officers who come to us from other jurisdictions. So uh, they will um, receive training from the city of Albany, but they, uh, you know, are ready to, to start the job day one and they'll be trained on the job. We're still in, in summer and uh, summer youth employment Albany teens came out to a recognition ceremony for the volunteers and employers who made the summer youth employment program uh, work this year. Yes, and the you know the program just gets better and better, and the opportunity for us to recognize young people is really the culmination of the work that they've done, the experiences that they've had through that program, and it's our opportunity to really recognize the outstanding work. So uh, I think that this would not happen without a lot of volunteers. I want to thank everyone who volunteered to help the program. I want to thank the work sites uh, because we don't we don't just, you know, allow you to write us and say, I need five summer youth anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work sites have to go through some or- an orientation and they have to demonstrate to us the work that the young people will be doing. But everybody benefits, I think, from a much more robust program. Also this summer, Albany Housing Authority has been taking part in a U.S. federal program uh, to provide uh, summer food uh, to low-income children. Yes, at 19 locations, there are, uh, you know, they are marked flags that say "Eat Free Here" in the summer, and we have to remember that, uh, you know, really we have young people who rely on meals at school. Uh, when school's out, we've got to make sure that we're not uh, having young people in our city go hungry. And in terms of of hunger, uh, when school starts, there's a small coalition of parents and nonprofits who are working together to send some Albany students home with backpacks of food on the weekends. That's right. You know, teachers help to identify students that might have, uh, you know, food challenges and be uh, at risk for not having adequate food on the weekends. And those children receive a backpack. It's, uh, you know, very discreet. They get a backpack. They go home on the weekend. Um, and it contains enough meals to sustain that uh, child and, and you know, uh, even some extra for the family uh, through the weekend. And uh, we're seeing some early, I've been told that in Schenectady, they did do some actual study of this to determine whether it was having an impact. And early indicators are that young people who are receiving these backpacks are missing fewer days uh, and are doing better in school. And this is uh, still a bit off, but uh, the Vietnam Wall, to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War, uh, Tri-County Council Vietnam-era veterans in the city of Albany will host a Vietnam Traveling Memorial Wall in Washington Park. That's right. It's actually around the corner. It's happening in September. We have been doing tremendous planning for this. We um, looked at a couple of different sites. Uh, The wall did travel to the city of Albany a number of years ago and was placed down at the Corning Preserve. Reserve, but uh, because of the construction down there and some other limitations, it was determined that we would do this in Washington Park. We worked with the Washington Park Conservancy because we're going to have to put mm-hmm. a, a concrete pad down in order to be able to uh, hold the wall. And so uh, September 15th through the 19th, I hope that people will take advantage of the opportunity to come out. It's very moving and uh, it's something that doesn't tra- does not travel here very often. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. 
on Magic 590, also available on 100.5 FM. You can email questions for the mayor to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov.